It is my absolute pleasure to award the 2022 Commonwealth Medal to Charlie Cano from the Commonwealth. P. Cripps. Well, Maddie nailed that intro. It gives me goosebumps just listening. Uh, a little update <laughs> for 2023. Love it. What a way to start. Welcome to the Blue Pod for season 2023. The the Blue Pod's back, baby. Yeah, we got here. We took uh, a little I'm, while. We took a little while, but we're here. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, it's good to be back. It is. It is. It feels like it's been a long time since last season. We've got a lot to cover in today's episode, most importantly, all the Carlton stuff. But before we dive in, how was your off-season? Tell us, the listeners quickly about it. Can uh, you recruit for your family? Yeah, <laughs> I think you're hitting at the main one. We did sort of let everyone know before we finished up end of last year, but yes, we have a new uh, little girls' blue supporter in the house, which has kept us Woohoo! very busy. But I think yourself, a uh, similar situation? Similar situation. We've got two new Blue Pod uh, listeners, followers. I've also welcomed a little boy. So we've got two babies, one at Maddie's household and one at mine. So forgive us if there's the occasional crying in the background or interruption. But two little blue baggers in the making already wearing their blue socks and blues onesies. So exciting stuff. But to the to what everyone's tuning in for, and if you're new to the Blue Pod, welcome to season 2023. Love having you along. Um, we have the socials which you can follow us on, which is the blue dot. I've actually got to look up the Instagram, the blue pod on Twitter and <laughs> the dot blue pod on Instagram, but I'd better double check that. Um, and we do a four quarter performance of the blue pod. So we break each episode into four quarters. Today will be a bit different as it's not a usual match breakdown. And we'll start with the first quarter going through the off season, the recruits, the, the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. It's all over the Twitter sphere, um, the concerns about the injuries. And then in quarter two, we'll talk about the match simulations and our observations from that. In quarter three, we'll do our predictions for the season and get out our crystal balls and have a guess who might the most goals take home the coveted blue pod mvp award and in the fourth quarter we'll obviously preview the richmond game including uh picking our best 22 from who's available who we think might be named should we dive in maddie yeah we will and just obviously i think everyone's probably noticed but we're doing this from tessa's a remote location today and we did sort of rush to get one out before the season started we haven't had a chance to fine-tune the audio so just apologize if it's not as good as it could be but we'll improve it for the next one that's exactly right we'll be back next week we'll blame the babies for this one too that the recording had to be remote (laughs) but uh yeah we'll fine-tune it next week it'll be better than ever let's kick off maddie all right quarter one all right first quarter let's chat about the off-season carlton's off-season now we've briefly touched on our personal (laughs) off-season Um, Maddie, let's run through the list changes. Um, I'll just quickly start with the players that we let go. I'll just reel off some names to you. We've got a lot to cover today, so we'll just give some quick reactions. But some players that we let go of during the offseason, I'll list them all, then we'll chat through them. Liam Stocker, Will Setterfield, Oscar McDonald, Will Hayes, Luke Parks, and Jack Nunes. Anyone on that list that you were particularly upset by or are you happy with all of those changes? What are your thoughts? No one that I was particularly upset by. There was a couple that I think everyone was sort of hoping we might hang on to. I think it was a bit sad to see Setterfield and Stocker go, and to a lesser extent, Nunes, yep. who'd, who'd done a pretty good job over the years as a stopgap. But I think yep. it's probably... And a, that famous goal that will live in folklore forever. Exactly. But I think it's probably a sign of the times that players that were 
delisting and actually getting picked up by other clubs. It's been a while since we've seen that happen. So true. So true. It's nice, isn't it? I was pretty disappointed that Stocker left. Do you think there's more to that one? It, it just seems strange to me. Uh, well, he's he's been pretty public about his mental health struggle struggles and he never really broke into the team and he's... I saw a little interview with him uh, after one of the practice St. Kilda matches and he was just saying he was really enjoying a fresh environment, fresh start, and he was a Saint supporter when he grew up. So there's a little bit of nostalgia there for him. It was a little disappointing, but I don't think it's – I think it was probably the right call. Like you say, it's probably good to be in a position where players were letting go of are actually attractive to other clubs. Yeah, this must be half decent. What a nice change. Um, okay, so players on the other end of the spectrum that we added to our list, uh, I'll put some names out there to you. Obviously, the big recruit was Blake Akers to fill that gap on the wing. He's 27 years of age and he's contracted with us to, until 2025. What was your take on that acquisition? Oh, I think it's been pretty well covered, but what a perfect uh, addition to the list where we have a, a huge hole, uh, a hard-running wingman, who's just capable. It's just an area that our list really uh, was was lacking in and he's going to slot straight in and we don't have to give up much to get him. I think it's been a really good pickup. He'll play, if he's fit, he'll play every game. Yeah, I hope so. I think it'll make a huge difference having that genuine link player on the wing um, to how we line up. I'm just going through a list in front of me. So we're going from possibly one of the more exciting acquisitions to one that's Perhaps a longer-term proposition, Jason Bins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, we only managed to make it to one preseason training so far this this year, and I actually thought he looked pretty good. He's, uh, I mean, no, no secret we're going after, two running midfield with a bit of defense, but I thought he looked all right. Yep. Yeah, no, I think he's okay too, and um, I don't think it's much more to say on him. We'll just watch this space and see how he comes along, but he looked all right when we got a look at him. Yeah, like a lot of those second, third round picks, sometimes it takes a little while for them to come on. But if there's a few injuries or a bit of form down, he might be able to squeeze himself onto a wing or a flank at some point in the season. So we'll just have to see how he goes. Yep. Uh, So then speaking of players that might initially have been recruited for some depth and maybe will sneak into the side earlier than I would have anticipated, Alex Conchetta, am I saying that right? Conchetta. Cotter, there we go. I Thanks, Maddie. Alex Cotter, <laughs> the defender that we plucked from our VFL. He was um, a mainstay in the VFL program. Uh, I guess he's been picked up as a replacement for Williams, who went down with an injury. Yeah, pretty much. Hard running, gives it his all. I wouldn't expect to see him feature too much unless we're down on four more injuries. But I don't mind. I don't mind the addition. I think it's great to give these VFL guys a go. A bit like Will Hayes last year. He sort of reminds me a bit of that yep. addition to the squad. Uh, but he looked all right, and he got a little bit of a run in the preseason matches and looked okay. There's a bit of excitement about him actually on the Twitter sphere. So you never know. Maybe he'll get his chance. Yeah, um, as you say, if injuries allow. Someone I'm pretty excited about. Well, I'm excited about a lot of our draftees. Lockie Cowan, defender. He looks pretty good in the match simulations when we got to look at him. What did you think? I thought he looked really good. Talk about having poise for a young guy. It looked like he'd been playing AFL for a couple of years already. I think that really stood out. Sometimes the pace of the game, you feel like catches a few guys out and didn't seem yep. to catch him out. And then on top of that, fairly mature body for his age, so not too out of his depth. I thought he looked looked really at home. I was really impressed. Smokey to debut round one, perhaps. I reckon almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. Bit exciting. <laughs> yeah, a little bit exciting. <laughs> Just so um, 
You'll hear the new sound effects, Blue Pod, Blue Crew. Maddie's been working on them over the off-season, so we can't let them go to waste. <laughs> I've done a few, and I've set it up so that I can change them a lot easier than what I did last season. Last season, it was a bit of effort to sort of have to, I had to pretty much wipe everything and start again, but we're, uh, we're all Maddie, set up does this, this mean it's the death of the good call, bad call, sausage call, or whatever it, is, it was? It is not on there. It's gone. <laughs> It's not on there. I hope our listeners aren't too disappointed, but you'll get a you'll get a whole new soundbite this year. Well done, Maddie. Um, I'm very excited about the next name I'm going to throw at you. He looks great. Oliver Holland. Love so much about what we're seeing from him. Another wing player could slide into the mid. Um, I really like what I've seen from him, not only on the field, but off field. It sounds like he's impressed on the training track and just seems like a really likable young guy. And personality obviously matters with the fit in the team as well. And I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm excited about Oliver Holland. Yeah, I wasn't too excited until I saw him in some of those preseason matches. I didn't notice him at training and he's slight and I know he's a two-way runner. I was like, oh, well, maybe he'll take a little bit of time. But I guess Cade Simpson was never a big guy and he, he managed to make it work. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's two-way running. He's um, really oh, it's probably not you know dedicated, I guess, into getting into the right positions. And as a wing player, you've got to play a fairly selfless role and a lot of unrewarded running, and he seems really happy to do it. And I think I think he's going to feature more yeah. than I thought. I think he's going to be, especially early on when these young guys are fresh, I think being a bit lighter and younger, the season will take its toll on him. But I think he'll play – he may play 10 games this this first season, which would be a good effort, I think, for it's a young guy. It's pretty exciting for a, now that we're past the Bolton era of every young player playing 10-plus games. It's yeah. a pretty exciting prospect. <laughs> It is. For a young guy to possibly break in that early. And again, just fill that massive gap we had on the wings. So obviously, he'll take some time to reach the Blake Acres level of, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's still exciting to have someone, another option for the wing as well as obviously Lockie O'Brien, but we'll come to that in due course. Harry Lemon, another recruit on the offseason. Uh, Ford, Iraq, um, what did you make of that kind of? Yeah, there. bit of a depth pickup. So about two years ago, I think he was touted as a top three pick key forward. Completely fell off the radar, lost all touch, stopped playing seniors. I think he even went back to his reserves team. I may have had an injury. I'd have to double check. I think it maybe hurt himself a bit, which coincided with his form drop off. And he just never recaptured that form and just tumbled down the, the draft ratings. And we managed to pick yep. him up real cheap at the end. So why not? We, right. we need a, 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 you know, a rock. We also need probably a young Ford eventually one day to, to yep. slide in behind Harry and Charlie off one goes down as a replacement. So it's a bit of a speculative pick, but uh, where, where we got him, why not? Why not? And speaking of uh, depth plays in the ruck, the other recruit in the offseason was Hudson O'Keefe. In the supplementary selection period, we picked him up and rookie listed him. Likewise, yeah, a a long-term prospect perhaps. A bit of a a roughie for the ruck. It is, yeah. These ruck guys, clubs like to spend as little as possible and try to get high return. So good on him. Let's Well, we've got our, you know, Kane Corn's million-dollar man in TDK out of contract (laughs) soon. Everyone's talking about Tom, aren't they? I know. We'll get to him, don't you worry. Okay, and just to quickly finish off this uh, first quarter with the injuries that were we, we suffered in the off-season, there was a lot of talk about it because it does seem like a black cat just walks around Icon Park every off-season and we get some shockers. More, mm. Am I just focused on Carlton too much or is it more so than other clubs? Oh, we definitely have an injury-prone list and it does get focused on. The thing that annoys me when you see the media talk about it, they're like, oh, Carlton can't afford to have any injuries like you know they've got to get everyone on the park and or else they won't improve we've been getting injuries every year if we don't get injuries 
we'll have a massive jump in performance. It's not whether we get injuries, we'll yeah. drop back down the ladder because we've been dealing with that every year. But So true, so true. At least we're getting guys, uh, I think they've been a lot more cautious with their approach, so we're getting guys back on the park hopefully early and trying to take care of some injuries earlier on in the season rather than trying to win the preseason in the first three rounds. It looks like they've taken a bit of a long-term approach this year. Yeah, yeah. So to run through the big ones, obviously Walshie had his back, but already rumour is he's, well, not rumour, he was running laps at, tra- at the open training this week, looking pretty good, training with the group. He was Again, in, miraculously might be back sooner than expected. Yeah, he was in the skills. He was taking part in skills and stuff as well in the last training session. So he's he's not too far away. That's exciting. And Zach Williams is the next one that was kind of the big, he did the ACL, which is a shame because he was getting talked up, uh, training quite well. Maybe it was his year and he's out with the ACL, bit of a shame. It is a shame. There's a lot of talk that he got himself in really good shape, done a lot of work in the off season. And I mean, everyone says that about everyone in the off season, but he always faced a bit of criticism for his fitness abilities why his midfield uh, yeah. role never, never played out. So he'd gone off and worked really hard and apparently was looking great and he's done, which is which is a bit of a pity, especially with the moves of trying to get Doc into the midfield. It's probably going to hamper those yep. plans a bit. And while Zach wasn't massively influential ever since we've got him, to be honest, the last last little while but you know it, anyone improving helps the team so i think everyone was hoping that he could play up to his potential that we sort of recruit him for well you had him as a smoky for rb and f last year so he mm. could have possibly fulfilled that potential but yeah uh, held back well, by not injury. today maddie <laughs> why'd you have to bring that up <laughs> i'm gonna bring it up as often as possible <laughs> Hold the ball. Uh, oh i did <laughs> that's an old faithful sound effect that one yeah they get to stay yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, just to quickly run through some other injuries, but we've got so much to cover, we won't dwell on these ones for too long. There's been some talk of Durden and Motlop maybe being un- a bit underdone or a yeah. bit of a calf for Motlop, but sounds like they'll be right to pick. Yeah, Durden, to pick. Durden hasn't featured. Motlop played in the games and then uh, missed training. I reckon Motlop will be fine. I don't think Durden's far away, so hopefully we'll have both those guys back because we need our small forwards firing, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. And then we've got um, Marchbank. Where's he at, Maddie? Oh, God, I haven't even checked. I'm just assuming he's done. I, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, what oh, did poor Marchie. He, he was on but... the verge of coming back and then he re- he injured himself again or something like that. I think he's in the mix, but it's not long-term. But, yeah, he did something else that has him on the injury list yet again, the poor bloke. And Can't just get a clear run at it. Cunningham did his shoulder in the weights room. Um, it wasn't wrestling? Oh, I don't know. So he's, he's I heard he was wrestling and then Voss did some, like, speech about professionalism off the back of that injury. Oh, okay. And we got Philip who's apparently got a broken foot, re his foot or something. Yeah, got a few that just kind of in the park. Boyd, I hear, is on the way back, maybe not too far away. Or was it – yeah, I don't know. I'd have to have, I'd have, to have a look. But, yeah, we're missing, missing a few And Cottrell, guys. I guess, is the other one, Matty. Yeah, yeah, whichever he famously – Cottrell and Fogarty. Got around his moon boot in the preseason, but I think he's there. They're, they're getting there. Like I said, I think a lot of these things we're trying to take, they took care of early in the preseason with the idea of getting a few of them back earlier rather than later. All right, that's it for the update on the list. Shall we dive into the second quarter and just quickly touch on the match teams and what we thought about it? All right, Maddie. So we had two uh, practice games or match simulations in the off-season, the first against Collingwood and the second against Sydney. Different outcomes, different energy on the socials after each. <laughs> there, was, there was real catastrophizing after the Sydney match, let me tell you. But 
Let's start with a more positive match, and that was against Collingwood. The scoreline was Carlton 12-12-84, defeated Collingwood 11-8-74. First chance we got to have a look at some of those recruits we just touched on with Blake Akers, Ollie Holland, Lockie Cowan playing. Um, what did you make of, of that match? We actually snuck down and caught a, a little bit of it. Yeah, I thought the boys looked really good. They came out uh, fit and firing. It was fairly close to a full-strength squad, and we dominated for long stretches. I think the only concern we sort of had is we did let Collingwood back in towards the end a little bit. But other than that, I, th- I was I was pretty impressed with the with the way we went about it. I was, I was for a preseason hitter. I thought that was great against a team that did really well last season. Collingwood were a form team towards the end of last yeah. year. Yeah, and that's what Ash Hansen said in the press that we sought out matches against teams that um, played deep into uh, September last year to give ourselves a real audit, as you said, and a real test. And against Collingwood, we came out pretty pretty nicely. Alex Murkov had a shot. Um, see what, what, to have a look at what he could add to the team. What did you make of that? Oh, I felt like he was a little out of his depth. I think it was good for him to have a look at it. I, I don't feel like he... I still feel like he's a little bit off the pace. He's still fairly yeah. raw, I feel like. He, he pretty much only offers the, the initial tap. He's got a lot to, to sort of build up, up his game. But I thought it was, you know, that's what the preseason's about, giving these guys a chance to impress and seeing if they can step up a little. But I don't think we'd be wanting to rely on him this year in the, in the ones. No, but I think no. he'll have another good season in the twos, hopefully. Nice to have a look at him. Um, you know, Chera and Kennedy look really good in the middle. Uh, one interesting observation, Harry wasn't kicking around the corner as much during this match. Are we going to see a bit less of that this year? <laughs> maybe a little bit less, but I don't think he's going to drop too many of them. I, maybe he's just going to do it from a bit fur- further raising he's going to revert back to the drop punt, but he loves that snap. He sure does. All right. Anything else from that match or should we slide onto the Sydney game? Oh, let's just quickly cover the the Sydney game, I guess. Yeah. All right. So Sydney, not as good. Uh, the scoreline was Carlton 7-12-54 defeated by Sydney 15-7-97, a 43-point defeat and really the Swans burst out of the blocks um, in that first quarter and got a lead that we just couldn't peg back, which was, a bit disappointing to see the run on of goals and us not being able to wrestle back any of that momentum. What did you make of it? Yeah, it's if you want to go the glass half full, you say it's preseason, you know, it doesn't really matter. We may have been trying things. We're missing a bunch of players. Sydney had a huge wind advantage in the first quarter and managed to take really good advantage yep. of it, kicked, kicked really straight. And then in the second quarter, we managed to kick a couple and then the rain came down and that was sort of the end of that. And uh, after that, we just sort of slugged it out with them for the rest of the game. The, the one thing that did disappoint me was just the the ball movement was so uh, mundane. It was just down the line, yeah. very safe, and maybe they were, in. yeah, maybe they're practicing a bit of wet weather or control of pace of the game since Sydney were away. But gee, it was boring to watch. I agree. I think that was. I don't think we should overreact to a practice game. I think if you look around the other results in the league, no one else is having a full on panic. Um, and it's, although it's not ideal, we lost by 43 points. It is just a practice match, as you said, glass half full. But the disappointing thing was the the game style was, was boring and dull, and I hope that that's not what we're going to bring. Oh, the one thing that summed it up for me, and I don't even know when during the game it was, but Saad was running back to a, to a pack, a contest on the wing, and he managed to gather the ball, and he was running away from our goals. And if he was on the – it's hard to describe – on the right-hand wing. So if he'd swiveled onto his left, he would have been going back towards the middle of the ground and it was wide open. So normally you would see him gather the ball, he would turn onto his yeah. left and he could have gone. Instead he stopped, propped and handballed it back. I think it was a handball or 
pushed it back out towards the wing when he had this huge open space on the inside on the corridor and he could have swiveled around and bombed it into our forward line. I was, so, thought that was really unusual. So yeah, must yeah, I'm hoping that was just a bit of you know, and not what you'd normally see from Sard. So hopefully not on instruction that yeah. he chose not to take that option. And that just sort of summed up the way we were playing. I just yeah, I found that that's what I thought was disappointing. But on that, Charlie was you know toiled away. I thought Young's form was a bit suspect down back. They had to sort of flip him yeah. and around a little bit. Uh, yep. Anyway, I thought the same thing about Young. Um, hopefully not a sign that he's lapsing after his breakout year last year, but, you know, one game, so we won't read too much into it, but hopefully yeah. not. I think they really took it easy. I mean, it, just the fact that they let uh, Goulden run around and get whatever it was, 40-plus touches and three goals and never worried yeah. about him. I think that was very pre-season-esque of just we'll do our thing, you do your thing, and no injuries, which was, which was I guess I'd probably take that. Yeah, exactly. I was happy when they, you know, pulled Wiedering off and iced a few players at the end there. No harm, no harm in that. No. Um, again, I thought Hollands and Cowan looked really good and composed at the level, so that was a positive to take away at least. It was, and great chance for those guys. That's the one thing in these games that's really great. These guys are on the fringe, and it would be nice to see a few other people like Lockie O'Brien and a few of those sort of guys who are contesting for spots maybe step up a bit more. I think it's pretty understandable with people like Saad and even players like Hewitt and... Kenny to an extent to sort of just chill out a bit and not go too hard. And I think those young guys who are pushing for spots, just seeing them really press their case and try and press the other players and the fans is, is one of the, the joys of the preseason games. Exactly. It was more about, to be honest, there were some exciting individual performances as a team. It was a big lackluster. Hopefully the two come together uh, on Thursday night. All right, Maddie, unless there's anything else you want to touch on about the um, preseason, let's get the crystal ball out and predict what's going to happen this year. All right. All right. So in the third quarter, we're going to uh, do some predictions for the year to come. Last year, we had a bit of uh, egg on our face with some of them, but some of them came good. So, Maddie, um, if you're ready to dive straight in, I'll put it to you first up. Who's going to kick the most goals this year? We've got some good options. The two back-to-back Coleman medalists. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to stick, someone with, else? I'm going to stick with what I went with last year. I think Charlie is looking in amazing nick. It's his second season back really after all those knee issues. I think he can yeah. only get a little better. And I'm sure Harry will kick a heap as well. But Harry relies on that contested marking. And let's face it, Harry cracks the sads on occasion and plays for some free kicks. <laughs> Whereas Charlie, I think, is a bit more mobile. He can score from off the pack, off the ground. He can mark. I think those – and got a few more areas of his game that's a threat. So I think that will get him uh, probably leading the goal kicking this year. Don't know if we'll be as successful as last year. Hopefully it will. But, yeah, I expect Charlie to to come out on top again. Well, what's the name of the – his name's escaped me. Is it Mark Robinson, whoever's predicted Charlie's going to be the best player in the AFL this year? Oh, Robo, probably. There's been a few that that come up and say it. I think uh, Dermy's pretty pretty big on Charlie as well. And he was looking great at at the glimpses we saw. He's just – when he's on, he's such an athletic beast and he can kick, as you say, goals in less traditional ways. Very hard for oppositions to match up on. So I'm with you. I've gone Charlie for most goals as well. Hard to go past him, but hopefully Harry's holding his heels. Um. My next, my next one for you, most improved player. Yeah, I actually found this one really tough. I looked through the list and a lot of the players, I feel like we know we got what we're going to get. Previous years, we always had young guys improving and I was sort of looking through the list and uh, last year, we're all everyone was big on Tom DeConning. Everyone's big on Tom DeConning again this year. 
And I think Tom will, will improve, but I, this is sort of more out of hope than anything else. It's probably putting a bit of pressure, and, and he's had a bit of hype during the preseason, but I've gone with Motlop. You've gone with Motlop, Matty, me too. <laughs> Typical. That's what I'm talking about! <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's That's uh, funny. We're on the same page. That's so funny because I struggled to pick that one too. And um, it's amusing that we've ended up going with the same player. But I think not only is it hopefully, you know, hopefully we're right and he is, but it would be uh, make a really big difference to our team if he was the most improved player because I feel like we need that exciting, um, you know, multidimensional small forward where you don't know what you're getting a bit of excitement when they're buzzing near the ball. So I hope we're right. So do I. He looks in great nick. He's a, he, he looked good. I remember when we debuted last year, we went through in preseason. and we were pretty amazed at how the size for a young kid he had. And he's only gone bigger, hasn't uh, let himself out of the gym too often in the off season. And there are... No, few, exactly, which is great. Yeah, and there are a few players that, uh, which you mentioned, we really are banking on improving and would make a big difference to our season. I think Motlop's one of them. I think he's by far our most talented small forward and he does all the right things he tackles he chases he's got all the skills and if he can just back himself and slot slot i don't know 30 35 goals or something like that be our third best goal kicker i think that would be just so helpful for our team it would make a huge difference all right so on to the next one who do you think will win i could say the john nichols medal but let's go to the more prestigious award the blue pod b and f taken out by patrick cripps last year we did pretty actually good. we should we should pause on this. Patrick Cripps, Bradley medalist. We haven't recorded since that happened. Surely you have some kind of sound effect to celebrate that amazing moment. <laughs> Not really. Who's <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That'll do. That'll was, do. <laughs> we, got, we got the clip in the intro, so that's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. How exciting was that, Bradley Medal Night? That was oh. the, uh, the much-needed, um, you know, I don't know, made the bitter pill that was the end of last season a bit easier to swallow having that. Little little taste of individual success at the end of the year for Cripper. I just felt good for him. He really copped it for a year or two there when his form dropped off and he had a heap of injuries and everyone was saying the game was past him, he was too slow, non-mobile enough and came out and had a great year and to sneak a Brownlow is a, such an awesome effort. It's amazing. I was I was like, you know, emotional. I don't know if we, we blame just having had the baby or not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> or was it pre-baby, whatever, pregnant or post baby either way uh no pregnant so we'll blame that but i you know brought a tear to the eye when he got up and won the award that was so good to see but do you think he's going to win the blue pod bnf again this year it'll be hard to beat but i think you'll have some stiff competition yeah who's, who's going to be chasing him down well my pick... well that's your next question smoky for the for the medal yeah i mean i don't think see this one's not so much a smoky but without sort of I think maybe the three obvious picks, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but we got Cripps, Walsh, and Weeders, who are sort of the leaders of the team, and I think they're pretty good. But I think Nexon, and who I think is going to have a really you good season. You and I season. neglect Weeders in the vote badly, so, yeah. you know, he'll have to do it's all right. the injuries, <laughs> injuries disguise that for us. He missed so many games, it didn't look so bad in yeah. the end. But I, I reckon Doc's going to have a real crack at the BNF this year. A bit like yeah. Charlie, he had a lot of time off, and obviously. We all know the story last year with Doc, which was awesome. I think having had a proper preseason, coming in probably a lot fitter and healthier than what he was this time last year, and he's sliding into the midfield. I think you'll probably play a fair – I reckon it'll be a 50-50. I think you'll play partly behind the ball and partly on the ball, but he's always in the right spot. He racks it up, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has uh, his best season to date. Yeah, that's exciting, especially with him, yeah, as you say, maybe getting some time in the middle as well. Um that could be a new dimension to his game and maybe unleash the beast even more. Yeah. What have you got? What do you reckon? 
I've got Crips taking it home. It's hard to see anyone chasing him down, but as you say, there is a pack there that could. Uh, my smoky for it was um, actually George Hewitt. Oh, that's my smoky. I was going <laughs> to bring it up afterwards. Oh, really? God, Maddie. You'd like me talking about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I just really liked what I saw of him in the preseason. He makes such a difference to our team. When he was injured last year, you really noticed it. And he was consistently up in our boats last year, and I, I imagine he'll just keep doing that this year and possibly getting it. we'll just keep getting even better now he's plotted into the team and got a bit more used to the team and the system and his role. Yeah, I for all the same reasons. I think he's ultra consistent. I think he earned a lot of respect last year. And he's not a flashy player, so I think maybe he went under radars and probably still does. But now I think everyone's aware of what he does and how good he is. And if he plays every game this season and maybe a few of those other guys miss a few games, I think he'll be right up there. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, we got the same answer for this one too. Who do you think will be the recruit of the year or the best new player that we've we've gone through them right at the top in the first quarter? So who's going to stand out come the year's end? I'm going to go with, I mean, I think Blake Akers is going to be the recruit of the year. I think that, that's... Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's be, too obvious, really. It's going to be a given. But out of the rest, I, I reckon Cowan is the most likely to get in the team and stay in the team. I think he'll be able to withstand the rigors a bit better. And uh, with Zach Williams out and Doc possibly going to the midfield, there's a bit of room for someone to sneak into the, the back six. And I think it'll be him. Yep, yeah, I had him as well, which is annoying. So I'll just, <laughs> to give a difference of opinion, I'll say that Hollands will um, lock down a wing and kick Lob out of the team. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, now, let's hope, we don't want to moz anyone, and we hope to be proven wrong here, but who do you think is at risk of having a form lapse this year, if you had to predict? predict? I've got a few I'm really concerned about, and they're probably perennial um, concerns. I, I'll go with one more so, and I'm, I, maybe just a pre-season thing but I think we really need Young to continue that form he had last season I'm slightly concerned about his form drop off so I'm yep. really hoping he can maintain the rage what you have you got the same deal? No, I picked him oh, well, I've got some others I can talk about <laughs> this so. is boring good to, we swear we didn't stop notes so yeah tell me your other ones the other well, couple, but I agree, and obviously. these guys are always copying it and they play in tough positions but Fisher and Martin playing that half forward yep. flank. If they can have good years and a bit like the Motlop story, if they can, one of them can get 30, 35 goals and have a great year, Fish and Martin pushing through the midfield, that would make our team a hell of a lot better. And I think Fisher had a pretty good year last year. I think he was one of the few that played every game. I'd have to double check that. I think he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so hopefully he's in good shape for this year and he can just continue an upwards trajectory. So I feel like Fish and Martin, not that I think they're going to have necessarily bad years, but I would, they're ones that I'm really hoping play well. And if they have danger a form, zone. yeah, if they have a form drop off, that would uh, yeah, definitely danger zone for them and and would hurt our team a bit. Yeah, I had Young as well, and I hope we're wrong. But in the event that he does lapse a little bit, what would you think about the other Durden um, having a, Sam a shot at Durden? It? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he got a little bit of time in the preseason. I think he's a great backup. It, look, it's going to depend a lot on people like who's fit. So Marchbank and McGovern, I think if they're fit, they would probably you'd make try to make Plot do in. with them first. But if you've lost Young and Weedering or you've got a few injuries. Like, like we had, like last year, if we end up in that situation where the back line just collapses one by one. Yeah, I think he's a, you know, break glass in case of emergency type play. A bit like Oscar McDonald yeah. was meant to be. He was looking great, but his back was just never any good. So it's good to have someone else on the list that you can bring in and not going to set the world on fire, but is is a decent backup. Is an option. Hopefully not. What about Kempy? 
I haven't seen much of him. Apparently he's fit, but we haven't seen much of him. And he's just a concerned Kempy, isn't he? He can't lock down a spot, not big enough for yeah. key positions, not small enough for other positions. So this year... Well, Where did he fit? I don't know. That's the thing I was about to say. I think this year for him is really about finding a position and making it his own and just it'd be nice to see what he can do. Where would you put him, Matty? These are questions without notice, but to try and get him to lock down a spot, if you could pick where he went, a big midfielder, a defender, where would you put him? A forward? Swingman? Yeah, he's not going to break into the midfield. I don't think he has the tank for the wing, so I think his best chance in our team anyway would be going for that third tall, that McGovern role. Uh, is probably where yeah, okay. I think he should try focus on, but that's more just fitting in with our team. I'm not sure what he he prefers, but yeah, I think he's if he can get that sort of intercepting marking position in the back line, I think that's his best chance of of making it. Yep. All right, Maddie, give me your big call for the year. So just something you know, a headline that you imagine we might get in season 2023. That's a bit out there. So this was a tricky one too, but I've sort of gone with something that we got a small taste of last year, but I think it might get made worse this year with the new sub rule and being able to change uh, your sub you know, whenever you want. And I also think contracts will affect the some of the selections uh-huh. this year. I've got yep. Sauce getting dropped and struggling to be in the team. Oh, Maddie. I don't think it's. I don't Free want it to happen. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying it's a. You asked me to make a big call, and I think we'll see. I think we'll see him possibly struggling. I think they'll want to play Tom DeConning and Pittenet, and if they're both in the team, I think you struggle to get mm. Sauce in there too. So I think I see the logic behind it, but that's a heartbreaking thought. It is. I don't want it to happen. I'm just. I, I can't help it. I'm, uh, okay. Yeah. The listeners will just be. In- Enraged for enraged at that. I'm just a messenger. Um, the, vision, the visions come to me, and I just pass them on to the people. I can't help it. Speaking of sauce, uh, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but we have a pretty special milestone this Thursday with his hundred games being the third Silvani to play a hundred games. Oh, how lovely is that? Yeah, I, I did see that earlier, and I totally forgotten about it. That'll be that'll be great. And now you're just telling him he'll be dropped later in the year. No, but I see what you mean. It's very hard to see how he fits, but I just think sauce brings so much to our team when he plays beyond. What the role he plays. He's the one player who, no matter how the game's going or what it looks like, you can count on him to give 100% effort. And you can't really say that for many others. You, you know, there are others like Doherty and, um, I don't know, Cripps. But Sauce for me, um, I just like what he brings, always gives it a crack. So I hope we can squeeze him in. Yep. Oh, I agree. But it will I, be tricky. I love him in the team. I just feel like with Tom coming out of contract, they'll be keen to, keen to play him. And I feel like Sauce and Tom DeConning play for the same spot. So we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, I've gone similar but different with my unexpected big call, um, thinking I guess the Tom contract factor was on the mind. So my big call is that TDK is going to become a potent target up forward and kick more than 30 goals this year. Oh, really? <laughs> it was just the out there bold call. Um, I, did you see him plunking <laughs> the marks in the practice games? He's playing for his contract. He's playing for suitors. Hopefully not. But I just wonder if it's the year that we finally see him you know, pop up in the forward line and do some damage. It'd be nice if he could find a spot up there. It's it's so tricky with Charlie It'd and Harry. Any other team, he would be way more of a target and you'd, you'd be banking on him having a big year. It's just, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully I agree with you. I think he'll improve. It's just, yeah, it's tricky with all those big boys up there, isn't it? It'd be a very tall three-pronged attack and, you know, how do you share the load of the goals amongst them all? So it's possibly unlikely, but who knows? I just wonder if he'll be a bit more of a potent target up forward than previously and, and maybe it'll be a bit of a breakout year for him 
but he's just this enigma, Tom. Each year we wonder what's <laughs> going to happen with him. <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna break out one year. It's just who knows when it's going to happen and where. Who, he's gonna... Will he be playing for us when he does exactly. it? Exactly. Um, all right, to the nitty gritty. Where do you think we'll finish this year, Maddie? Um, I mean, we said last year finals is a must and then hearts were broken. So what do you say this year? I'm always reasonably optimistic about our chances. So I've gone for same as last year, but better. I'm going with heartbreaking, missing out on the top four and finishing fifth. I think that's a pretty good call and a safe option. Um, And I I mean, we have to be in the top eight. So I'd be happy with fifth, but we just absolutely have to be in that top eight come season's end. Um, I've gone, why not start the season fully optimistic? I've got a finishing four. Hey, I like it. Sneaking in. Why not? Sneak into the top four. We've got the list. If we can, you know, stay on the park and be a bit more injury free. I like Bossy as a coach. There's no reason why. Oh, sorry. Talking over. No, right. <laughs> There's no reason why not. Hey. Yeah. I think if we, you know, I think we have the, the list for it. If it comes together, why not? Um, so obviously we're both saying yes, we'll play finals. That was my next question. I think we have to. Yep, definitely. And we had this wonderful picture during the rounds after Captain's Day of Crips holding the Premiership Cup. <laughs> so, you know, we have to try to take off our Carlton one-eyed optimistic hat. If you had to say what the odds were of him holding that cup come season's end, some miracle run at the flag, what do you what do you think? Oh, odds <laughs> is a tough one. I'm giving us a, a tender one. I think like a chance, but yep. like a, a slightly longer shot. I think there'll be other teams that are way more favoured than us, but definitely a chance. I think we're a chance. A chance to be on grand final day, but you know, I'm not not banking it, but who knows? Exactly. It's F- possible. Funny sport. Oh, you always think of the Bulldogs where they came from that one year, so yeah. you never know. All right, Maddie. should we get to the fourth quarter and uh, preview the Richmond game and talk about the team lineup? All right. All right, we have the rightful season opener after the bust that was last year when they tried to shaft us for the season opener. The <laughs> Richmond Carlton MCG Thursday night season opener. Unfortunately, it's not a Carlton home game, but it'll be a huge match. I'm pumped, Maddie. Can't wait for Thursday night. No, neither. It snuck up on us, really. I mean, we started talking about getting the podcast back together and we did want to try to get this out a bit earlier. And then you're like, oh, we'll try to get it out on Monday. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's only a few days before the game. It really got here fast, I know. didn't it? And so we do apologize for the late, but everyone's <laughs> now we're in the zone. We're in the week of the big game. Hopefully everyone's jumping on board and having a listen. Uh, and you're right. We rightfully got the spot back. I think the fizz last year, the, the grand final rematch as an opener, they just didn't get the numbers and I think the the Richmond Carlton with the you know ninety thousand plus at the G every year is just such a fun way to start the year. Pity it's not a, a home game, but I, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, Richmond, uh, uh, you know they've they've still got some good players, but they're definitely on the way down, and surely we can take care yeah. of them. It's one of my favourite moments of the year, the march to the G to play Richmond, and it should be as it was last year, the changing of the guard. Richmond are on the way down, we're on the way up. So. Um, I mean, we'll get into the lineup, but I guess from the outset, are you predicting us, as you just said, we should get over the line? Are you predicting a win? What margin would you predict? Yeah, I feel pretty confident. I think Richmond are probably just playing a little better than I expected, but I reckon we'll, we'll clean them up by three or four goals. They've got uh, Robbie Tarrant out in their back line, so their back line, I reckon, is looking a little sus. Um, Cochin and yep. Rewalt are definitely getting on, and they've still got some good players. They picked up uh, Taranto from GWS, which is a really nice pickup, and Ah, uh, there was another midfielder that they picked up, which the name escapes me at the moment. But 
I think our team's definitely the better team nowadays. And uh, I think the, the mental hoodoo got broken last year and uh, I'd like to see yep. us come out. And I think it's important. Every win's important. It'd be nice to get that one because we get Geelong the next week and it would suck to lose to them. And then if we lose to Geelong, we're down zipping too, which isn't the end of the world, but it's always nice to get the monkey off the back, especially early. And we saw that last Absolutely. season, we a bit of a roll. So um, I'm really uh, hoping that we can make that happen. Absolutely. After so many years of starting with the loss to Richmond, it was so nice last year to just come out of the blocks with a W. And as you said, Geelong the following week. So it would just be nice to have one on the board. And then we have a bit of an easier run after that. So who knows? It could be it could be a nice start to the season. Um, we're going to go over our best 22 and who we imagine will be picked. But it's a bit, I find, hard to do on a podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to post our best 22s on the socials, which I've just looked it up. Sorry for butchering this earlier. I'm a bit rusty on the old pod. It's the.bluepod on Instagram oh, well and the blue pod on Twitter. So I was right, even though I fumbled over it. So if you go to the.bluepod, do it now while you're listening. You'll enjoy the next Best 22 a lot more because you can actually have it in front of you as we talk through it. Maddie's and mine might put out a vote on whose Best 22 is better. Nothing like some friendly competition. And I'll put it out on Twitter too at the Blue Pod. But Maddie, should we talk through who we think is going to be picked? Um, shall we get them up and start with start with the backline? Tell me who you've got. Right. So I think the backline, even though it's one of the areas we struggle in, I think there's some easy picks. So. I've got yep. Weeder and Young and McGovern as essentially the, the bigs. Uh, and yep. I think McGovern's, like we're talking about Motlop, key key uh, season coming up. If McGovern, I mean, I think we say this every year, but if he can stay fit and in the back, I think that's just going to be massive for us is that attacking uh, intercept marker we every team needs and he does it really well. He looked great last year until he didn't get back on the park. So got those as my He bigs. would make a huge difference. I couldn't agree more. I really hope he can stay on the park. And that the ability to just, Slice the game open with his kicking coming the other way. Yeah, it's just fingers crossed. <laughs> huge. And then I've got on the park, okay. So you've, who else? I've got the the smallers. Uh, smalls I've got is Newman Sarden. I've got Cowan making his around one a debut. Oh, very nice. Okay, so you've got Cowan Newman Sard. So no Doc in the back line. Well, I'm going with which is of note. Yeah, and it's a it's like giveaway, but I'm, I'm pushing Doc up the field. I think they're going to go with it. I think they're going to try it. So at least I think they'll probably start with him in the midfield, and if things go bad, they'll slide him to the Doc line, back line. He may even rotate through the back a little bit, but yeah, I've got him starting in the middle. Okay, how do we do this? Should I do my back line, or should we keep yeah, rolling no, through your do, team? Let's, let's do back lines. Go, go with yours. All right. So similarly, I've got Waiter and Young McGovern. I think it, you know that's a lock. Hopefully. Um, if they can all stay on the park, that'll be great. I've got Newman in the other back pocket. Yep. I don't know. I'm a Newman fan. <laughs> I don't know if it's warranted or not. <laughs> but well, I've got him in the other. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, like, what's the what are the other options at the moment? Pretty much Plough or something like that. So yeah, I think I think Newman's all right. I think he's reliable. Yeah, exactly. And then I've got Sard and I've put Doc back there. I just thought with Williams going down, maybe. He'd go back there. I'd like him to be running through the midfield, so I hope you're right. But I've got Doherty um, and Saad doing the halfback flanker role in my back line. Yeah, nice. All right, give me your, um, I guess, midfield and, and wing wingers. Yep, okay. So uh, the wings I've got is, and I've sort of... I don't know, it's probably not a great selection. I sort of got I've got Chero on one wing just because I want him on the ground, but I think the reality is No, I think that's okay. Probably won't be him starting on the wing. But I've got yeah. uh, Akers and Chero on the wings with Cripps in the in the center. And yep. uh, then as the followers, I've got oh gee, I don't know if I wrote mine down for me. 
I didn't write them. I've, I've got them for you if you need them. And I've got no, I didn't You've write got them. Down. You got them? No, you go. Oh, you go. Tell team. I can't remember. It would be Pidnet. Oh, you don't have them. Sorry, no, I'm just guessing. Pidnet, Docky, and um, Hewitt. Would it be? Bang on. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So Good stuff. got Doc in the middle, and look, it may be like you know. Chera on the on the bench and a, a, a more of a wingman on the on the wing, but I thought it was a bit cruel to have Chera starting on the bench, so I've got him up on the wing. Yeah, I think that's probably a better call than what I've done. No, I like what you've done. So, I, look, I toyed with your idea. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Cripps in the middle, obviously, Acres on the wing, and debuting Holland's on the wing. Yeah, fair. I think um, I, like, I think he's played really well. I think he, he wouldn't be uh, out of place there. Yeah, and I just feel like if you're debuting in round one how exciting to start on the ground have a run um you know it's probably yeah it's a big stage and a big way to debut but i think i'd love i'd love it if he was lining up on the wing for the first bounce so i've got hollands and acres on the wing crips obviously in the middle and then followers i've got pitternet as well as i mean ruckman and gosh if pitter can stay fit this season the loss of him last year i think really hurt us i really hope he can stay out there yeah he plays a very selfless uh ruckman role makes a lot of space for other players and i think he's quite smart with what he does with his body he definitely helps out the mids yeah so i've got him um obviously as a follower as well as chera and hewitt as followers yeah yeah i think it's good yeah i think a lot of these guys pick themselves Exactly. All right, give me your forward line. Uh, so obviously got the big boys, Harry and Charlie, as the the two bigs. I've got absolutely Sauce as our as our third tall, playing uh, that sort of you know hit up on the wing role that he always does. And then yep. for the smalls, and it's sort of it's a bit hard because some of these guys are on the fringe of of uh, selection with injuries. But I've got Fisher, Martin, and Motley. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Similar oh. to me, but I found Martin a tough selection because. He's just hit and miss. Yeah, and he barely has had any preseason time. He did play that intra club match the other day, but look, when Martin's on, he's 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 a really good player, good above his head. He's clean. He's his goal kicking ability uh, is really good. He doesn't miss. He set shots very often, and you just it's one of those ones where you're just hoping he lives up to to his potential. A bit like a few of our recruits in the last few years. Just if they could Seriously. play somewhere near what we're recruiting them to do, it'd just be be awesome. Exactly. Martin for these moments in games, these moments and flashes where you're like, that's it. But then he just disappears and then he'll have pop, pop up for another moment. But if he could just get a bit more consistency, yeah, it'd make a big difference. I think I've got exactly the same, Maddie. I've yeah, got, we do. Um, yeah, Charlie, Harry, Motlop, Martin, Fisher and Silvani. So we both didn't go with Durden. Yeah, we no, preferred Martin and Motlop. I said questions over Durden's fitness. If Corey Durden's uh, healthy, I'll definitely have him in there or at least on the bench, but I don't have him in the team at the moment because I wasn't sure if he'd actually be fit enough. He hasn't really uh, played any pre-season time, so didn't didn't squeeze And no Owies or Honey either? No. I guess, wait, let's do our interchange first in case they're, they're over there. Give me your interchange. Uh, I've got uh, Kennedy, Hollins, Plough and Tom DeConning. So we've both got Hollins and Cowan debuting. Yeah. That's exciting. Hopefully that happens. And yeah, Kennedy to Conning. And you've got Plowman on the interchange. Yeah, I've got Plowman. It's just, you know, the good old reliable plow holding his spot in yep. the back. And that's sort of because of the fact Doherty's pushed up and I've pushed Doherty up into the midfield and we've got a few injuries. But you could easily slide Doc into the back line and take Plow out and squeeze in another another mid, like a, a, a Dow or a Carroll or someone potentially. I'm not sure. But yeah, and I think yep. cut, you know, honey and Always oh, probably a little unlucky. I reckon a lot of people would have always in the team, at least maybe not Honey, but um, I reckon one of them yeah. 
sort of unfortunate, but yeah, I don't know. That's such a form position, those those small forwards. Yeah, exactly. I've got on my interchange Tom DeConning, Kennedy, Cowan, and I picked Honey. I thought he was looking good in the preseason. I much improved and I really like him when he's on, but you're right, oh he's probably a bit stiff there. But I just just going on what I saw, I just thought Honey maybe looked like oh. he was on, hopefully. Honey is He's a, he's a bit of a tease, honey. He's, like, he's a good size. He's quick. Yeah. He looks like he does everything well. Maybe just doesn't quite get his hands on enough. But he's young. He's only 21, and I agree. I think he showed some some small glimpses in the in the preseason. And um, I'm always yeah, I'm always pretty positive about uh, his ability and what he might be able to do. So I don't I don't mind that. Who do you got as your sub, Maddie? We it's, couldn't put it on our visual, so if you're following along on um, what I've posted. Uh, there was no option to add a sub, so we'll have to talk through it. <laughs> so with my squad, I've got DeConning and Pitto in the team, and I imagine, assuming no injuries, yeah. you'd sub one of them out for a runner. So I yeah. would probably go with, oh, gee, it's tough. Maybe Ed Kerno. They've used him a bit this preseason. I don't know if yeah. that's a sign of things to come. It could be a good role yeah. for him. Come on and just work his ass off, you know. Um, you know, half he brings a lot of energy to the group on game day, and he does. They like use him in the forward line as a pressure forward a little bit. He's he got a few roles, runs through the middle. Maybe he could come on as a tagger as well. Like if someone's getting out of hand, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I with, like that, Maddie. Good call. Go with Ed, yeah. Yeah, good call. I didn't have Ed, but I think I prefer Ed. But I had Lockie O'Brien. Yeah, he was for one similar reasons, about. just a bit of run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lock, big big year for Lockie. He managed to improve last year and get himself a, a contract, and it'll be interesting if he can step it up again. And he's going to have a fight. Well, now he's got some competition on the wings. He does. He really he's does. He's not competing with uh, Jack Nunes, who respect to him, but was, you know, yeah, well, Nunes, possibly not of the same caliber as what we're working with now. No, Nunes and Cottrell and Lobb, and Lobb was sort of one of the first wings picked last year, and he slid down the order pretty quickly, hasn't he? So, yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. if he can get himself into the squad and, and hold his spot. Yeah, and when Cottrell fit, we've got some competition on those wings. A little bit, yeah. Love to see that. Yeah, it's nice. Much needed. Much needed. All right, Maddie. Well, is there anything else we should talk about ahead of the Richmond game? We've given a, Did we give our margins? Yeah, I gave four goals. I don't know if you gave yours, though. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I didn't give mine. Um, I think it's always, yeah, close with the season opener. I'd love us to blow it out, but I'll say uh, 13 points. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, – look, first game of the, the year probably will be a close one with a big crowd. Um, let's just hope it is uh, it goes the Blues' way. Yeah, I really hope so. I hope it's a big year for us this year and we're not ending the year with quite the same heartbreak we did last year. Yeah, for sure. It can only go up from here. All right, Maddie. Well, I think that's a wrap for episode one of the Blue Pod 2023. We made made it through with no babies crying, no interruptions. What a miracle. <laughs> I know. Very lucky. But, yeah, it'd be nice if we get the, the pod going again for the, the game reviews and some of the, the regular segments back. It's uh, Let's hope it's a, another good year like it was last year. Yeah, exactly. We really enjoyed it last year and we enjoyed the community we had following along. So if you are a um, new listener or a seasoned listener, please get involved. Wear it. The Blue Pod on Twitter and the Blue Pod on Instagram, and we love to hear from you guys. We put a call out after each game for questions and comments, which we usually cover in our fourth quarter. If you are new, we'll do the pod in a probably a bit more snappy. We had a lot to cover today, but in the four quarter fashion moving forward, we review the game um, and break it down to the four quarters. And we love having you on board for season two thousand twenty three. And hopefully, we'll be recapping a big win when we come back next week. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you all then. All right, go Blues.